the Latinos Out Loud podcast. That was a, you got a little Jewish yo in there. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it is What's Passover, up? right? So maybe right. it's yeah, because yeah, yeah. of that. I also dogged two boxes of matzah to date. Yeah, this Passover season. Two boxes of egg matzah gone. A little smear of country crock on there. We're in business. You dunk that in mm. your costello. Good night. Or I should say good morning. That is my breakfast this time of year, Pesante. Allow him to reintroduce himself. His name is Ramon Pesante. And he's here. What up, y'all? Yes, yes, back with Latinos Out Loud. Oh, but, uh, uh, first, no, let's 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 go back. Congratulations. You got a webby, a, a second Webby nomination. That's crazy. Like, it's, it's really crazy. Applause. And you know what? I, hold what, on. What, if we're going to celebrate the Webby, I got to get a musical instrument. <laughs> How do you feel, Rachel? How do you feel? Oh, my God. Like, this is like a, the second time. Is this the second year in a row for you? It's not, a, it's not the second year in a row. Ramon Pesante, but it is the second Webby nomination for this uh, here Latinos Out Loud podcast in the best comedy category. So thank you so much for bringing that up. We were up for it in 2021 and we're up mm. for it again in 2023. And my, 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 what great news. I just want to congratulate everyone. This is such a huge win. Okay, and it's funny because we didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Or we haven't won. Like the people's you voice. You already won. Your We've face is ne- already... you, the show is next at Stephen Colbert. That's the win. The nomination yes! is the win. Yes, that, guys. That's it. Guys, the, I mean, uh, the acknowledgement, the Webbies. Thank you to everyone over at the Webbies for the support. They show us so much love in person, and I'm a member of the IADAS, I'm one of the judges for the Webbies, and I just, I'm overwhelmed with the love and acknowledgement, and I appreciate that. I said this the other day on my Instagram Live, yo, I'm a big fan of A Tribe Called Quest, and one of the lyrics that, like, stays with me forever is that, like, I'll never let a trophy tell me how nice I am. Okay, mm. you know what I'm saying? I'll never let, you, you know what I'm saying? How, how could you, you know what I'm saying? How could you do that? But a trophy is nice. You know what I'm saying? No, a that's nomination nice. It's a caveat. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the caveat. It's the caveat, but... right? Because the passion is still leading me through this charge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. need a trophy or a certificate or anyone, for that matter, to reassure me that what I'm doing feels right. You know what I'm saying? And is good. Preach. I'm confident yeah. and I'm bold enough to know that. But being this is a mainstream awards platform, Ramon. This year, there was a record-breaking 14,000 entries worldwide across 70 countries. And we are one of five in the best comedy podcast category. Just to paint that ratio, 
14,000 entries. That mm-hmm. is... That is just something to be so proud of. And, I, and I'm proud of us, all of us, everyone who has touched this brand, editors, marketers, just networks, you know, people pitching us, advertisers, other services in the podcast industry. You know what I'm saying? Podcorn, pod sites, everyone who's out there and who's been supporting the name. This is a win for all of us. You know what I'm saying? This is such a great feeling. Um, and yes, Ramon, thanks for bringing it up. Congrats to everybody out there who's been nominated. Yo, big shout out to Jack Rico, our friend over at the Black and Brown podcast. They're also nominated. And Latinos, we in the building. Big shout out to another podcast that your girl Rachel La Loca's got her voice on. That's La Cabina Telefonica, a Spotify original that is up for best scripted fiction podcast. Booyaka, booyaka. Okay, I'm so you proud all of over these airwaves, all over. It's just, yo, you never know, right? Like you're a yeah. filmmaker, you are, you're on the plank right now. You're about to jump into the deep end of the ocean with your film. It's about to premiere to your peers. That rhymes. I'm freaking on out. your birthday. I'm freaking but out. Can't you feel that? Like now, take that feeling, and then just couple that with acknowledgement you know what i'm saying like your passion project getting acknowledged it just feels so good yeah. it feels so great um so yeah shout out to la cabina telefonica um and everyone else who's been nominated and if you've never been to the website go check it out it's vote.webbyawards.com now there are two ways to win a webby all right the first way is the people's voice award and that's where you, the people, la gente, eloeleros, our friends, can vote for us. So go to vote.webbyawards.com and search for general series podcast comedy and you will see us there. Or you could just search for Latinos Out Loud in the search bar, right? While you're at it, vote for our friend uh, Jack Rico, black and brown. You know what I'm saying? And check out La Cabina Telefonica as well. Um, so with that And don't said, forget, hold on, I got to say. If you're going to vote, make sure you verify your email because the vote won't count. Mm. And I had to tell everyone that I asked to vote. Make sure you verify your email because your vote won't count if you don't verify the email. All right. Listen, you're going up against the, the Colbert show and they've got millions of people tuning into that show. We so, need your help. You know, Latinos <laughs> Out Loud is the little engine that could. Rachel, you're the little engine that could. You and know we what I mean? could. We yes. could. Go ahead, yes. preach, Ramon. Keep you it up. I, mean? I love just, this. You know, yeah. And I think that I already think the nomination, you know, showing the podcast that it's up to the standards of something like, you know, Stephen Colbert, which I highly, I think is one of the best shows on late night. You know what I mean? And that it shows that the quality of your show, you know what I mean? The quality of your personality, you, you know, you're the driving forces of this thing. And, and, and you, you belong on the air. Rachel, you belong on the air, and the show belongs in the air. You know what I mean? And the, you, you have longevity. You know how many podcasts fall out after a couple of couple of episodes? Like, it's, it's thousands. And all you've done through the bad, through the good, is just you've stuck with it. You've hustled. 
You know what I mean? And I think that this is all a testament to that. You know what I mean? It's just consistency. Let me shout out the other nominees in the category. You mentioned one of them. Shout out to Stephen Colbert, The Late Show Pod, Hold Up with Dulce Sloan and Josh. That's a Paramount podcast. You hear these big names behind them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang. That's a big one on Sirius XM. And shout out to Sinisterhood. So we're in the category with them. There's some honorees as well that should go with mention and that's space six uh space 1969 which is out on audible and first with kareem rama on some friends so there's some really great uh talented show talented folks and shows that you should check out also check out the webby archive the webby awards has been around for 27 years so there are 27 years worth of archived nominees winners and their work Un por ejemplo, un example is that if you search the archives, you will see Latinos Out Loud there in 2021 as a nominee, and you can get a link to our work. So I urge you to just check that out. Um, also, as a judge, just a big shout out to the, the body of judges, um, which has been work, but like work with such fulfillment. I'm getting exposed to some incredible content that it's just like it makes me really proud to see how the podcast space has expanded and how we're all growing in the last six years this space has grown exponentially with new interactive methods of podcasting um, amazing things for the listeners to consume from choose your own ending podcasts to like podcast scoring and sound effects and sound design it's just incredible where where we are um, and we're not stopping it's just ever evolving so and I also want to clear something up too that maybe some people are wondering like I like to say and, and sort of showcase the fact that I'm a judge um, but I cannot judge my own category just so you know it is algorithmically set up that's probably not a word in the English language but it's algorithmically algorithmically set up that I cannot be fed any like the comedy category or anything that is considered uh, a conflict of interest so I just want to put that out there um, also want to shout out all the judging and all the bodies that are acknowledging the podcasters out there so big shout out to the ambi awards as well now ramon we saw what might be an award-winning film did you like that segue or was it it was a bit it was uh, tough uh, 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 it was it was rough one. tough it was rough, one. rough yeah 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 we yeah, gotta work on rough. that <laughs> like, but yeah yeah we saw like a stale right. peep like a stale so, yeah. peep, you know, they get hard and rough. <laughs> After Easter, you leave them out for a few days. They get like that hard Ooh. shell. And you yeah, still want to yeah, yeah. eat it because the inside is like marshmallow and soft, but it's rough. We saw Dungeons and Dragons. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. Yeah. Uh, interesting film. Where do we start? Oh, I don't know. Let's start how you were late to the theater. <laughs> I knew you were going to were. <laughs> Can I let's talk about that? Let's talk about let's talk about how Rachel Rachel was like make sure you secure two seats, and my dumbass was like okay yeah because then my butt was in one of them and I'm waiting for Rachel, and then here shit and Rachel shows up with with a guest shows up with a guest and I'm like oh shit, I thought you meant two as in you and I I'm sorry you know I gotta add to this comedy right now because moments before this happened right and by the way the theater was packed so we had to like go up 
to get three seats together, which it worked out. I it worked out it nicely. Worked out. Yeah, it did. It was perfect. It did. And we were like in the talking section. So we were able to like murmur. <laughs> okay. If we were like down below, we probably would not be able to have like whispered at all. So we were able to be a little ghetto back there. So it was fun. Okay. Uh, moments before we sat down, my guest was like, yo, don't you hate it when your friends be like, yeah, yeah, I'll hold you down seats. I got you. I'll hold you down. And you show up and there's like one seat for three people. And I was like, yeah, I hate when that happens. And then we walk into the that's theater. Exactly and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but it was also a miscommunication that I must also bite the bullet here. Because I did say two seats. And I could see why you would understand like, it that yeah, way. Yeah, two seats. Of course. I, I say, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, <laughs> what, what I like to do is, and before we get into the film, since we're like talking a little bit off film mm-hmm. right now, yeah. um, I love these screenings that we get invited to for so many reasons, okay? First of all, like, it's really cool to see it with people that I work with on the podcast, like you, Ramon. And like, mm-hmm. even though you do the segment, even if you didn't, it's just like great to have this conversation starter when we are on the mic, you know, like even when we're in our prep and like just talking about a film. And it's just great that we get these in-culture junket and and screening invites and mm-hmm. what i mean by that is like this is a film for the culture right here and i'm not saying para la cultura i'm just saying with michelle rodriguez in it and knowing how our people over index at the movie theaters this is something that we should pay attention to as the latinos out loud podcast so i love that we get to go but i also want to shout out sydney abeta Sydney over at Allied Global stay looking out for us, Ramon. Like she stay looking out for us. Her and was the she the lady team. in the front downstairs that was like, "Oh, Latinos out loud." Was no, that her? That was okay. Natalie. Natalie. Yes, Natalie. Okay. Natalie, yeah. who also stay looking out, told me that you were upstairs. And then I love how like involved they are and how much they're working for their client so much so that even after the film they reached out to us and was like please send us your feedback which you so eloquently wrote and so it we're part of this process i feel like we're part of the process and then like the cherry on it is that we get to bring this to the elueleros we get to bring you like our take and ramon's brilliant Lens and his take on the film. <coughs> Listen up, class. That was, that was a good. I, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be distinguished. I gotta be distinguished, class. This is cinema course. This is cinema studies on Dungeons and Dragons. I cannot wait. Well, let's get right into it then. What did yeah. you think, Ramon? It was. All right. So I thought that. Okay. So let's start with the story. Chris Pine plays Edgin. Edgin is this family man, you know, he's uh he's got a wife and kid. He seems like he's living the life of a somewhat a snitch for uh, a higher authority in, in in the realm that he's living in, right? And because of his profession of literally snitching on uh on bandits, his wife is killed in this like really like tragic uh, situation where it just leaves him alone with his child, right? So, you know, and it's, of course, it's kind of trite. You know, he's a family man. His wife is God. He's got to take care of his daughter. And then he gets gotta locked up. Gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets locked up with uh, his homegirl, Michelle Rodriguez. On your knees. Okay, chop it off. Chop it off. Let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
is uh, played by Holga. Holga is like, is like, you're basic Latina, tough, beats some ass. You know what I mean? Uh, and you a nurturer. Me- in the middle of the film, Ramon goes, Rachel, by the way, I'm going to start calling you Holga from now on. Holga! <laughs> yes. Yeah, because, like, Michelle Rodriguez is just, like, is, like, the muscle. Because Chris mm. Pine's character, he's just, he's just, he's more of a scammer. He's not really, like, he's not, he's not, he's not good with the hands. Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> is good with the hands. Well, she's in, like, every movie. Do you every remember movie. the first movie she was in? Uh, Fight? Yeah, where, Girl Fight? Yeah, was, Girl yeah. Fight. Literally, she was good with her hands. She took that brand and she just ran with it. And she got that one look, if I may interject. It's that one tough girl. Yup, it's the tough girl look. And there's yeah. always going to be something tough girl that comes out of her mouth. You know, like, yeah. it's okay, I'll see him in hell. Right there! I'm not the only one with a gun, bitch. You yeah, know, yeah. or something like crazy. <laughs> there's always going to be that one Michelle Rodriguez line of like, ooh, tell him, girl. Tell him. And you know, those front, you know? we'll have front teeth come out. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> eyes dip real low. The yeah, eyes get real low. low. Like, that's yeah. okay. I'll meet him on the other side with my spiked bat. You know, I whatever think like the she's hell. Like, I think like she's kind of like our generation's Bruce Willis in a way. Like, maybe. I, you know? I love that. Just like I the same that. character, badass. You know what I mean? I just... But you know, we'll take it each time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, no, she, she doesn't bother me. Uh, I, it, it does. <laughs> Who says that I did, she doesn't bother me? No, no, she doesn't bother me. No, no, all right. Like, you know, sometimes I, I don't love, I love all that. her movies. Like, I don't love the Fast movies anymore. I, I, I There was a time where I was a Fast guy. Not like that, but, you know, I was like a Fast fan. And then it just went really... Like out of out of this now world. Now you're just like, furious. That's all. Oh yeah, yes. Like Fast Nine, <laughs> they 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 swung on a vine with a car. Come on. Yeah, yo, it was crazy. It, I, like, all right, man. Like, all right, I get it. You want to show us some like, absurd stunts? Show us some absurd stunts. Don't show us like stupid. Like, are uh, you swinging on a vine? Atta- the car is attached to a vine, and you're swinging from one mountain to the next. I, all right, come on, man. Like. <laughs> Anyway, but besides the point. That's like the writer's meeting. All right, guys, we're going to work on the stunts for Fast and Furious 31. Uh, Any uh, any fresh ideas? No? Nothing? Yeah. Uh, What about like a beanstalk type of thing? Like a vine? (laughs) Just just have him swing from a vine made of sticks. We did that in Fast 9. Yeah, we did that in Fast 9. Come on, get something original. Uh, But um, so, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is, again, she's the muscle, right? She's the one that, she's the nurturer. She steps in as the mom for Chloe, uh, you know, Ed, Edkin's daughter. Uh, she has this weird fetish for little guys. There's a hilarious moment in this film. <gasps> Talk about it. Oh, my Talk God. Talk about it. Okay, it so. so great. I know okay, it's so like, so great. I, and listen, the movie's been out for two weeks, so we could talk about it. We could go with the spoilers, okay? But yeah, there's this yeah. moment where we see who her ex is. And it's, and it's Bradley Cooper, and my man is like two feet tall, yo. So so basically, she has a fetish for like little guys, like really little guys, like like he's like a hobbit. So she has a like a fetish for like this hobbit, and he's like mad sensitive, mad frail, and she's just like so crazy about it. It was so well played by Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he killed it. He, he killed, killed it. it. He completely yeah. stayed within the dimensions of his character the whole time. How yeah. in the world 
did we believe he was a hobbit sitting in that big ass chair? Yo, it oh was hilarious. And, and then like, what was funny is that they're catching up because they're clearly exes and shit, right? They're exes and shit. And, and then another giant woman walks in like, who's this? The current giant The current giant woman. <laughs> walks in on some, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, and then we understand you. his fetish yes. of dating giant women. Giant women. <laughs> giant muscular women. It, it was oh it had to be God. the most unsettling but so hysterically funny perfect. moment in the film. It so was perfect. perfect. Yep. And I love how later she sees and she meets another short guy and everyone looks at her like, check him out. That's all you. <laughs> That's all you. So I yeah, I really dug. I really the thing about this movie overall is that it's a medieval movie, right? And right now in pop culture, medieval is hot. Dragons oh. are hot. Zombies are hot. Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And what I, I could appreciate about this movie is that it goes, okay, how are we going to approach Dungeons and Dragons in a way that it, it doesn't feel like, you know... And in a way where people will not compare us to Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. And I think the choice to go comedic with the film was was a win. It was a good idea because I never thought, oh, man, they, they totally jacked this from, from Lord of the Rings. They totally jacked that from Game of Thrones. It was like, no, it, it stood out on its own because its tonally... Own thing. Yeah, it was tonally light. It was it was funny. It didn't take itself too seriously. But it was some great, you know, special effects. Still got a dragon. We got an overweight dragon. Yeah, all, right, all right, so the overweight dragon. No, is it over. Talk okay, about it. Let me the, let's set this up. Okay. Oh my god. They're in a dungeon. They're in a dungeon, of course, and they run into a dragon. Right. This had to be the most like a sleeping dragon that woke up dragon. right, like after years of years of being in this cave. But can we talk about how? You were like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think low-key, the fat Rachel in you was like, that's not funny! (laughs) It's not funny. Stop making fun of this dragon's weight, you movie theater goers. I feel a little empathy for this fat-ass dragon that kept, like, falling on him or herself. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, rolling down, chasing them, and it was rolling down. (laughs) Yeah, I had a vision... Of, of me standing at the bus stop waiting for the bus after cheerleader practice and like a car full of Latinos calling me out and being like, hey, Gordita. Yeah, I had that moment played out in my head. Oh, like, man. you know what I'm saying? Yo, we need body posse dragons, okay? okay. I'm serious. Okay. All right, so back to the story. So then basically he gets out of jail. <laughs> he finds his daughter. Is, is living with Hugh Grant's character. His name is Forge. And he basically, whatever the daughter had inherited, he kind of just took over. And so, you know, Chris Bynes' character wants to get this ruby and he wants to bring his wife back to life with this ruby. But, you know, and but they have access to this ruby. So it was a little convoluted, but it kept me, you know, it still kept me, you know, like invested um, and I did think that they balanced out all the characters pretty well. That I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, there was no one, there was a time where the shapeshifter girl uh, played, uh, oh, her, she yeah. was uh, Dory, which I think was great. They did this really great good. heist 
scene where she was like, so she sneaks into the castle as a fly. And then the, the evil wizard bitch is like, she finds her. And then this huge chase of the shapeshifter turning from um, a fly to like a fucking rat to a fucking bird and to, to, to escape the castle. And it was like this one long continuous shot that I thought was really well executed. I'm like, wow, they, you know what I mean? Like the special effects in this film were pretty awesome. And it was like, yeah. the, and, and, and again, it, it did feel, it felt like a medieval cartoon, but live action. And that's okay. This is what it is. You walk into what you're going to walk, you're walking into a movie called Dungeons and Dragons. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, it felt like a medieval Marvel movie, right? But good. A little too Marvel though. Okay, for instance, there's a scene in The Avengers where Loki has like this big meltdown. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. And the Hulk grabs Loki by the foot and he just starts wailing him against on the ground. But you know, it's just like. It, It was a very funny high moment in Avengers. And I don't know if you remember in the end of Dungeons and Dragons when they defeat the wizard, the shapeshifter turns into this big owl monster and just starts... Yes. And just starts, like, fucking shaking her like she was like fucking, shaking, like... shaking, like, very She was shaking fast. her like, yeah, like, like she was, was fucking, like... Kind of attack, yeah. She was, like, shaking her like she was Latoya Jackson and, like, ah! You know what I mean? So it was just, like, She holy wanted shit. to make sure that she was muerto, that she was done. Right. It was literally... They lifted that straight from Avengers, right? Oh. So that's why I was, like, okay, like... So this is how we're going to... We're gonna win the the day. We're just gonna get connection. This big monster just to like completely like start like wailing him on the floor, and then that's it. It's always I was just like, oh okay, whatever. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think the movie didn't do as well as they hoped. They really did hustle to uh, get people to get as much uh, attention to this movie as possible. Like I know Sus One did a screening for the film, Uh, so. I think they knew, I think Paramount knew that it was going to be a challenge to sell this movie because A, Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know anybody that plays Dungeons and Dragons, straight up. You know what I mean? And not many people go, ooh, Dungeons and Dragons movie, I'm going to go see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this movie, you know what I mean? So it's like Dungeons and Dragons is a very old school, like, role-playing game for a very niche audience. Uh, so I think Paramount realized, all right, yo, we're going to have to put in some work to drive some interest because the movie is actually good. And we just need to get the word out that the movie is good. Because I'm going to tell you, I saw the trailer and the film did not look good in the trailer. From the trailer. I was like, this looks stupid. But the buzz got out that it was actually good. And I think Paramount did a very good job pushing that narrative. Like, look, we know we got a movie that people might not be interested in seeing. So our selling point that is actually good and it's not bad because we got a lot of shit out there right now. You know, movies are not doing great right now. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp flop. Ant-Man Quantumania was a flop. Uh, what else was a flop? Oh, massive Shazam, you know, financial mm. flop. You know what I mean? And I thought Shazam was good. Uh, uh, I thought it was a decent movie. I think it was one of the better superhero films out out here. But it seems like there is a decline in 
like these superhero-y movies or fantasy movies because they're controlled by big branded companies that just want you to, you know, they just want to gather you to come see the movie and, and just get as much money from you as possible. You know what I mean? And that's just not, you know, that's just showing that you're not caring about the, 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 uh, the material and the fans that follow the material, right? Like I hear um, Super Mario Brothers is very, very loyal to the fan base. But if you don't know shit about Mo- Super Mario, you're going to hate this movie. That's what I mm. heard. I know I played Super Mario. You probably played Super Mario when you were a kid. Of course I did. Right. Right. So it's a movie with... So I'm hearing that... I'm going to go take my son to see it tomorrow. Uh, It's a movie about nostalgia. uh, You know, but it hangs too much on nostalgia. And that's when you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, do we have a story here? Can I can't just live on nostalgia. Okay. Can you give me something more than that? Can you give me a, a decent three X structure with some characters that I give a fuck about? What's up? So we'll see. I'm gonna find out for myself. But that's the buzz. The buzz is that Mario hangs too much on on nostalgia, and the story, the plot, and the story structures is not all there. Uh, but we'll see. I'm gonna see tomorrow, and I'm you know you know we'll talk about it if we want to talk about it later. Do you do you know about the Dungeon and Drag? Oh, sorry, Dungeons and Dragons box office. Any so numbers? yeah, it did. It, it it was like it made about thirty eight million, I believe, and they were hoping for like I believe forty to forty five million for the weekend. They had they had lowered their expectations, and it was just just under their expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, I think it'll do very well in streaming. But again, like I think a lot of the people that have been interested in this movie are probably not with us anymore. It was, they were or, playing or, that game in 1974. Got right, it. Right, exactly. You know, which is interesting because I don't know if you oh. watch Stranger Things, but they play mm-hmm. it hardcore. Stranger Things, these kids, but of course, Stranger Things started off in the 70s. I want to say something else. I want to say something else that I liked about speaking of the people being six foot under that are like not, uh, you know, the the fans of this uh, film or brand. I love the scene when they were talking to the dead people. Were you killed in the Battle of the Everhorse? Yes. Four more questions, right? Yes. No, no, no. That w- that wasn't for you. Did that count as a question? Yes. Damn it. And they oh. can only ask the dead people a certain number of questions. Five See, questions. I thought that was so so well done. Yeah. Because there was so much comedy injected into that, and that like you had to ask that number of questions. And some of the corpses were like, "Yo, what's up? Ask me a last question." You know? Like, like can I go back to sleep? What the? Yeah. And then they left Homeboy there at the end, and he was just like, oh, this sucks. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Again, like, the movie doesn't take itself so seriously, and because of that, you're able to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because there's times when if you watch a medieval movie, you know, you're... we, We have those serious medieval movies. We have the ones with the zombies and the dragons and tons of nudity. And we have the ones where it's just all fantasy, just super hardcore fantasies and, and orcs and, 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 you know, and, 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 and unicorns and shit like that. So I, I you know, I, I appreciated the lane they chose for this film because I was able to I was able to digest this better and not think about Game of Thrones, you know, at all, you know, while I was watching the film. And, and you know, Chris Pine is a good lead. I think he's a great lead. You know what I mean? I wish, I hope this gets some more opportunities. I think the dude made like actually I think the dude made like ten million 
20 million out of this movie which is amazing that's a big wow. deal um yeah wow. but um <clears throat> yeah i would so i would uh i would give this film three and a half yankee fittings how appropriate because baseball's back isn't it Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 I like I like the experience of a Yankee game. Can I watch it on TV? I cannot. I cannot. Interesting. Tell me yeah. why. What's the difference for you? It's like watching a, a concert on TV and then seeing it in person. It's just mm -hmm. okay. You know the what I mean? It's the energy, the vibe, the Nathan French fries. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing, getting up for the national anthem, all that. You know, yeah. it's just a vibe. It's just a vibe at the baseball. Stadium. And Yankee Stadium is fun. They do the whole young man. I'm don't need to be down to say young man. It's a been on the ground. You know, YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to explain what that tradition is for everybody outside of New York. They got the people that clean the dirt, right? Yeah. Is that what they're doing? They're reshaping yeah, they clean the, the dirt. They, 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 they smooth out the dirt from the previous, uh, from the previous team. Are playing on the field, and then they do it to YMCA. And my favorite part is when the Yankees win, you hear Frank Sinatra singing New York, New York. Dun, it's like, dun, it's the best. Dun, it really dun, is the best. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. yeah, I got to say, I've enjoyed a few Yankee games in my day, in my are, day. Are you a Mets fan? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ramon Pesante. I'm not okay. really a baseball fan, but I have no choice but to be a Mets fan because my dad would not let me in the doors of their house if I weren't. No. So we, we are a Mets family um, because of my father and his ways. Um, he is the biggest Mets fan I think I've ever encountered. Mm. Like, he's really in it. He's okay. got a lot of Mets memorabilia in his room. I'm just, I'm talking weird stuff too. Like back in the day, you used to get like the cup inside of the Wheaties box. Like he still got that. Not the wow. cup, the helmet. Like the helmet that you could also use as a cup. Mm -hmm. I don't know cup. exactly what you're talking about. Right. Or like when we go to get ice cream, if they're doing like a. Right, special, they got the ice cream hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ice cream hat, he got uh -huh. that. Wow. The, all the hats, the okay. balls, the Mets stuff is all in his. You should room. take him to a game. You should take him to a game. I mean, he's 81. Wow. And he can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to my dad. That he, We used to go a lot back in the day whenever I'd get tickets or what have you. Uh, but he don't like going up them stairs, you know what I'm mm, saying? And he's also bougie. My dad, I will never forget this. We were in Florida visiting my brother, and I got everybody tickets to go see the Radio City musical Tampa version. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They don't kick as high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they're also, you know, they got more of a sun suntan um, and they, they, yeah, they all go to Walmart after the show. Anyway, that's the Tampa version. So I got everybody tickets and I couldn't afford the lower tier. Like I couldn't afford orchestra seats. Mm -hmm. So I got like, you know, I wouldn't say nosebleeds, but like maybe you've got to wipe your nose a little, maybe a little blood vessel pops. You know what I'm saying? Not a bleed, you know? Right. And forget it. My dad was like, what is this? I can't <laughs> sit up here. What is this? I'm, I'm getting out of here. And he left. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I went to City Field once, and I got to say, City Field doesn't try to be Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is like a mall. City Field, you can sit anywhere in City Field and have great seats. 
I love City Field. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It is nice. It, it's nicer yeah. as City Field. It doesn't feel like just a big shopping mall. It feels you know? like a and coliseum. That's what, yeah. It feels like Caesar's Palace in Vegas yeah. or whatever it's yeah. called. Caesar's. Yeah, yeah. It does feel that way. So I, I got to give it to, you know, the Mets and City Field. It's just a great, it's a great vibe. It's just a great vibe. I'm like, wow, but, it's nice. You know? Let me it's give just, this to Yankees. I'm, I'm almost became a Mets fan once. I was like, I could do That's this. That's so but, funny. You know? <laughs> I'm going to say this real quick before we wrap. But like, you know, I, what I do love about Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, for, for a while when I was working at Heineken back in the day, we were, the NYCFC was a sponsor. And that's where they were playing and whatnot. And their, their hospitality at Yankee Stadium, I think, far supersedes uh, anything in New York City or mm-hmm. in, like, New Jersey, like the Meadowlands. Like, the hospitality opportunities and also, like, the behind-the-scenes hospitality for, like, VIP and, like, client entertaining and the suites at Yankee Stadium, if you've ever been exposed to them. Like, they're really just stellar. Beautiful. No, no, it's a vibe. No, Yankee the Stadium. Legends area. Mm-hmm. You'll get the black tie treatment at Yankee yeah, Stadium. Word. Word. The food, and also, if you get into one of those suites, the food is, like, slamming. Word. The food yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love sweet life at Yankee Stadium. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Well, look, Ramon, I think this was a great Pesante Picks. Thank I you. I would love to yeah. go back to the movies with you. Um, And maybe this time we'll sit in the non-speaking section, although I had a good time making jokes. No, I know. you. I, I don't know. You sound like a talker in the movie theaters. I'm, Are you I'm a, a talker? whisperer. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm a whisperer. I, like normally my reflex is to tell people shh you're lucky i throw popcorn at you because i ate all of it but usually i throw popcorn at people i devoured um, that popcorn homie devoured it was devoured so it was delicious yo shout out to you you know where i'm going with this yo real quick got there late and i need popcorn to watch a film i need i mean i don't need it but i want it you know what i'm saying so uh-huh. the like regular people's line for the concessions it oh, was wrapped around 42nd Street. Brutal. It was past Applebee's. It was by Lids. I'm like, get yeah. out of here. I'm not waiting on this line. So I hit up Pesante, and I'm like, in my head, he's got to be an AMC Stubbs VIP. He's got to have all them points. And, of course, my man delivered. I was like, yo, you got that QR code? Because I'm going to go straight to the AMC VIP line. There's nobody on it. There was, like, two people on it. So went there, boom, right away. They were like, oh, what's your AMC Stubbs VIP number? And your text didn't come through. So homeboy thought I was a liar. He was about to throw me into the freaking project line. I was like, no, I don't I didn't even know. Popcorn. And you called me for the phone number. I didn't even know that. They do phone numbers now. Well, you just give the phone number if you don't have the code. That that was crazy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so we got it. No, no, that was clutch. That was clutch. And you showed up right when the movie started. You showed up right when the movie started. I was like, yo, they see that? So yeah. You see that? You see how the world works? (laughs) Universe, thank you. All right, Ramon Pesante, thank you. This was so much fun. Uh, Can't wait to go to the movies again. Be sure to follow Ramon. Hit him with the handles, bruh. At Ramon underscore Pasante. I love it. On Instagram. Yeah.
It's a good underscore. Underscore is like powerful. Um, all right. Shout out to you. I can't wait for your film. Can't wait to talk about. Oh yeah, Monday, man. Loud. Monday. Yeah. Oh my Yay! gosh. Oh god. It's gonna be yeah. so fun. And and may I just say something? Happy early birthday to you. It's oh, not thank your birthday you, yet. Thank you. But happy early birthday. I cannot wait to celebrate Monday. It's going to be so much fun. Eloeleros, shout out Ramon. It's his birthday. Shout him out on his Instagram. And also follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You guys, you can give us a call. 978 Latinos is the phone number. Again, the Webby Awards, People's Voice. Go ahead, Webby. I'm sorry, vote. Dot webbyawards.com that is vote.webbyawards.com thank you so much for tuning in guys I don't know if you know this we also have a website check it out wearelatinosoutloud.com it's not so shabby um, and follow me at Rachel La Loca that's R-A-C-H-E-L La Loca thank you everybody working on this podcast shout out to Francis shout out to Diana shout out to Joe shout out to Guns shout out to Ramon and to all the Eloeleros on that note we are out